There are some events that unite us as a nation, whether in joy or sorrow. Those rare national sporting achievements that swell our hearts with pride, and those rare but all too common tragedies that rend our hearts with sadness. The murder of Ashling Murphy on Wednesday was one such solemn moment. Across the country, we've been left grief-stricken, devastated, horrified, heartbroken. It's impossible to look at a photo of Ashling or listen to her play the fiddle or think about her class of tiny six- and seven-year-olds without being overcome. Many tears have been shed over the last few days. The vigils held across the island speak to people's shock, anger and grief. Ashling packed so much into her 23 short years. She played camogie for her local club since she was a child, graduating to the senior team last year. She played traditional music with Kjoltus Kjoltori Aaron since she was little, taking part in competitions and festivals all over the country, becoming proficient on the fiddle, the tin whistle, and learning the illen pipes. She studied to be a primary school teacher just up the road here from us, graduating just last year, landing her dream job, teaching first class in a school close to home. A wonderful daughter, an immensely talented young woman, a model citizen, a shining light, as her father said. Ashling's resolution for 2022 was to run every day. That's what she was doing at 4 p.m. on Wednesday when she was attacked. She was out for a run, out for a run along a popular route used by young and old alike, one that I walked myself when working in Tullamore a few years ago out for a run in broad daylight, out for a run. What do we say at a time like this? What can we say? There are several things we can do. First, to learn more about the world in which we live, learn more so that we can change that world. We live in a world built mainly by and for men. The world of the default male. Women's needs, views, generally have been ignored. This deeply researched, brilliant book shows how this is true. I read it a few months ago called Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez. 
and it was a real eye-opener. Look at your smartphone. Mobile phones are designed for men's larger hands, not for women's. Cars have been built to accommodate men's larger bodies, their bigger frames, which is why women are 47% more likely to be seriously injured in a car crash. Think of how uncomfortable sleep seat belts are for many women. Most trials of new drugs are conducted on men so that a doctor often ends up prescribing a medication that is wrong for the female body, which has a different metabolism to men's bodies. Public buildings almost invariably do not contain enough bathrooms for women. There are many more examples of how we live in a world designed by and for men. Just a tiny bit of imagination and the willingness to listen to women would change that. Simple things like ensuring that public spaces like bus stops and walkways are well lit and easier to escape from if necessary. Second, we need to talk about misogyny and the need to respect women. Since Ashling's murder, women have spoken about all the times they have been catcalled or intimidated by men the expense of having to pay for taxis home rather than walk home at night or take the bus because of the risk involved, the fear of having their drinks spiked when they're out, or behaving in a way that might give a man the wrong idea, things that I never have to worry about. There's so much porn on the internet that even young children can easily access it. We are now seeing the disappearance of childhood. In this era of Me Too, young women are still viewed as objects, potential conquests. The male gaze is a term coined recently to describe the way women are portrayed as objects in the media. The male gaze, living under the male gaze. A very powerful expression. Women spend money and energy keeping themselves safe from men and still they are paid less than men. We need to build a society where there is no more patriarchy, no more misogyny, where women do not squirm and suffocate under the ubiquitous male gaze. Our church needs to look at how it has always treated women as second-class members without any real access to power or decision-making. 
a problem, a scandal that remains. As Christians, Jesus is our guide from whom we must always take our lead. Jesus lived in a culture where women had no rights. They existed only in relation to their fathers or their husbands. But look at how Jesus treated women. Remember when the woman with the bad reputation gate-crashed his dinner with some important men and washed his feet with her tears. Women were not permitted at these male-only gatherings. But Jesus didn't criticize her or demand she be booted out. Instead, he accepted her and forgave her and restored her, and she became one of his disciples. He included women among his closest friends and followers, as did St. Paul after him, at a time when male religious leaders did not do that. It was the women who followed Jesus faithfully all the way to the foot of the cross. Like Jesus, I must treat every person with love. Like Jesus, I must treat every person with courtesy, never subjecting any woman to the male gaze. Like Jesus, I must see everyone as made in God's image, unique, irreplaceable, precious, priceless, always to be honored, treasured, protected, respected. Like Jesus, I must touch people only with an open healing hand and never with a hand that hurts or harms or deprives someone of life. Like Jesus, I must love. We pray today that Ashling's legacy will be a country where no woman of any age or race or background will ever again fear for her life or welfare. A country where we look out for one another. A country where we treasure all life from conception to the grave. And so we pray. And in our prayers today before our Mother Perpetual Help, we remember all of those victims of violence, victims especially of domestic violence, of sexual violence. Remember also those who experience racism and when a foreign national was arrested on Wednesday night on suspicion of Ashling's murder, social media was full of awful racial abuse, which is just as bad as sexual abuse. So we pray.